Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP and Caleb. What's up, bro? How are you doing, man? How are you doing, bro? I am good, man. I'm happy as a lark today after seeing a few things and hearing a few things. We got some players coming back, and we made a trade, which we talked about last week that I thought one was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think we were going to do... Um, uh, I didn't think we were going to, you know sign anybody but I, I did think we were going to get rid of one and really I, at first I thought it was going to be Thompson but uh-huh. it ended up being DeAndre Washington which was it, you know good move in my well, opinion. Well I, I agree and the reason why I believe it was a good move is because Darwin Thompson they drafted him for a reason a six round pick. He still has a lot left in the tank and DeAndre Washington is good but we already have a crowded backfield with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, Daryl Williams I mean, we were having five running backs on the active roster. One needed to go. So, I mean, this is just a perfect scenario for the Chiefs because they were trading away and get a seventh. No, they traded him in a seventh-round pick and got a sixth-round pick in return. So, I mean, that's perfect. Beach was able to um, – sorry, Beach was able to find a need for this team and then capitalize on it. I think it was perfect because at the end of the day, it gives us more draft capital because Beach has not missed on any draft picks. There's only been one so far, and that was Khalil McKenzie, and that was because he didn't wasn't able to make the final roster as an offensive lineman. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at Twitter right now, and it's kind of comical because, you know, we put out the stats every week on Chiefs mm-hmm. Focus, and with Brandon and um, somebody, uh, somebody posted. Um, let me let me read it to you. He put. Now this is just a stat from the Chiefs, um, from our Chiefs focus guy behind the numbers. Um, it says the Chiefs currently lead the NFL in total yards with 32-84. They also have scored the most points in the league with two hundred and fifty-three. Mm. And with that, of course, we get a lot of likes, and always, of course, you get some haters. So some guy, uh, Rob Swab Bum 87 which I don't know what that means. That's his at. He's a Steelers fan, and he says, they also have a cupcake scheduled. Not scheduled, but scheduled. With that in mind, I expect that. So we have a... They're basically saying that we have a cupcake schedule. We've played four playoff teams and beat all four of them, and we have two more to go. Well, would you like me to read the Steelers schedule? The I would Steelers love to hear played it. the Giants. They only beat them by 10. They played the Broncos. They beat them by 5. They beat the Texans by 7. They beat the Eagles by 9. They blew out the rank, the Browns by 31. And then they beat the Titans by 3. In the second half, I think they only had one field goal. So you that said the Giants, the Broncos. Yeah, Giants, Broncos, Texans, Browns. Eagles. Eagles. Titans and, and the Ravens. Ravens. Titans and the Ra- Ravens, yeah. And and the Ravens, they won by three, right? Yes. No, no, they beat the Ravens by four. Uh, beat, beat the Ravens by four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... So, I mean, that's kind of... I mean, that's not a bad schedule, but, I mean, that's kind of easy. That's easier than the Chiefs. Um, I'm looking at the Chiefs schedule right now. We had to... And here's, this is basically who we had to play. We had to play the Texans, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Bills, the Broncos, and the Jets. I say our both you can say our schedule is we played one, two, three, four 
four playoff teams. And beat all four of the playoff teams. And beat all four of them. And put one of them in the dirt, which would have yeah. been the Ravens. We we hurt the we hurt the Ravens. I mean, we 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 physically made them cry when they went home. They cried to their mamas. So I mean, it's comical. I love to hear other fans because I I always tweet that out to the NFL, you know, at NFL when we put out those stats because I want the NFL to know that you know what they're up against. Well, I think and, what we have right now is we have one of the best offenses that the league has ever seen in its history. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's a magician. His football IQ is off the charts. You have Tyreek Hill, the fastest player in the NFL. He, I don't think he's going to hit his top-notch speed yet. You have Sammy Watkins, who makes the plays when needed. You have Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end in today's game. And you have Demarcus Robinson, who's reliable at times. Byron Pringle, practice squad player a couple years ago was able to show himself out on special teams. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, a rookie running back who's balling. We added Le'Veon Bell. And let's not also forget let's also not forget the other players we have in backups. I mean even practice squad. The Chiefs offense is phenomenal and it can only get better. Yeah, It's hard for teams to defend them. It is. And you know honestly it just got better again because Sammy's practicing again. We got a lair back in practice again today. Um, and we got the Shermanator back. You mean um, So, I mean, it's it's one of those things that we're just a better team than anybody else out there right now. And we're always going to get the hate because it is what it is. Um, I, I'm okay with it. Let them hate. You know, the, every time they doubt us, every time they say something like this, it just makes us that much stronger. Oh, yeah. So, I, mean, I agree you with know, you. You know, I it mean, is what it is. This team fills off the negativity, and yeah. that's especially our defense. I mean, we arguably, arguably have one of the best defenses in the league. Now, our run defense has been suspect, but I know that this team, when it mean, when it when when the games mean the most, they will shut down opposing teams' running games. We saw it. In the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game, let's not forget Derrick Henry now. I mean, he had oh, a yeah. touchdown, but after that, the Chiefs pretty much stopped him. They did a goal line formation in order to stop him. 69 I mean, yards. Yeah, he didn't have that many yards. So, I mean, the way this is looking for the Chiefs, they just got to buckle down. If we're just looking at their schedule, they play the Rave, sorry, they play the Panthers this Sunday. They have a bye week. They play the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Broncos. The Dolphins, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Chargers. That's a favorable schedule. They can easily yeah. win all those games, maybe lose one out of that bunch, out of those eight games. Anything is possible with this team because the sky's the limit. And that's going to be a little If they somehow finish 15-1, 14-2, then the Steelers have a better record, then the Steelers yeah. get the first round by. I mean, that makes no sense whatsoever at all. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, you're always going to get that, um, crap. It is what it is. I'm not really worried about it. I'm not concerned. I know that if we play the Steelers in, um, in the playoffs, which I don't know how their second half looks. I don't know if they're going to be, you know, even close to us in the playoffs at that point. Um, Who knows? But looking at their schedule, actually, it's pretty favorable for them. It's really all those games they have are winnable. 
They're going to play yeah. the Cowboys, the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Ravens, Washington football team, the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Browns. Yeah, their schedule is very favorable. Yeah. I would not be surprised if they go like 15 or 1. Well, and if they do, that's great for them. I mean, I predicted them to be a playoff team this year anyway. That's great. I mean, it, the whole thing is, is that, you know, it's sad when you see a fan like that that wants to come out and try to bash a team that is arguably, and well, not arguably, is the best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And they're upset because they don't have what we have. And our defense just got a whole lot better with Snead. I'm just, you know... If he plays this week, which if he's full practice all week and he plays, hey, bro, it's on like Donkey Kong. Ain't nobody going to mess with us. Sneed is a beast on our defensive side. I mean, he's going to just tremendous help. I mean, tremendous help. So I think think all this red, you know, all this talk and all the crap and everything that people want to do, let him talk. You know what? It just fuels the fire for us, and I love that. Um, I had to give him some. Actually, a little bit I'm of crap at, on Twitter, but that's fun for me. Oh, you're good, man. I'm looking at the injury report, and Sneed's not on it. So it looks like he might be good to go for the game Sunday. He's not on the yeah. injury report whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, so, if, I mean, if we're just looking at the injury report since we're already on it, I mean, Sammy had limited participation in practice, which is understandable. Frank Clark did not practice as of a knee injury. That's a little concerning. Um, I feel like they're going to need him to help with Christian McCaffrey because he's going to try to run a lot on the cheese. Because the cheese defense is good. But the run defense has struggled still. They have. The ra- they I have. don't know why the Jets were able to run up and down the field on us. It's How many something- yards did they actually have running? I don't. I didn't even really look. It was not. It was under a hundred. I know that for sure. It was under a hundred. Well, here's my opinion. If you're if you're gonna hold a team, any team, it doesn't matter who it is. If they've got a decent running back, which they do, I mean, he's older, but he's still good. Um, and then they got a good secondary running back there if you can hold a team under 100 yards collectively rushing then you're doing your job you know yeah we i don't know how many touchdowns we've allowed to a running back this year that's a stat that i want brandon Ooh. to pull up for me i but don't, I don't think, think sorry no, good. i don't uh-huh. don't think it's that many well I mean, let me think the first game we allowed one the second so the first game against the texas we allowed one the second game's the chargers um i think Justin Herbert ran a touchdown in the third game against um, this is all from memory and I have a pretty good memory of the game against the Ravens I think they did have a rushing touchdown that game the Patriots ooh, no they did not have one the Raiders they had one the Bills didn't have one the Broncos they had a rushing touchdown from um, Drew Locke but the Jets they didn't so I mean we had probably four on the year just off from memory, from what I could think of, but the defense has been doing their job. Yeah, I mean, you know, the defense, the defense has been doing really well as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they, I don't know why they still consider. I, I know that one game kind of killed us, uh, and I don't know if it was the Ravens or who it was that ran like 100. And, I think they got 157 yards of total rushing yards against us, and it might have been the Ravens. I'm not sure, but. That kind of mm-hmm. killed our rushing stats mm-hmm. um, that one game. But we haven't really allowed, you know, I remember two years ago. Well, not two. Yeah, two years ago when we were allowing 450, 500 yards a game oh, yeah. total offense easily, easily. and 250 rushing yards. And 
you know, hell, half those guys were getting 150 rushing yards in the first half. So, you know, it our defense has improved so much, you know, over the last two years. And this year, to me, yeah, they're ranked. I think their ranking went up after this last game, but um, I think they were ranked 17th, 16th total overall. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think we're, what, fifth or sixth against the pass. Um, our red zone defense has been lights out. Uh, and don't break. They're finally doing what Sutton wanted. <laughs> exactly. They don't break. Well, so, the one thing I've noticed is after that 2016 season, when we lost to the Steelers in the playoffs, our defense, especially the run defense, has never been the same. I mean, we had Eric Berry, Justin Houston, Derek Johnson. No, Derek Johnson wasn't even there. He was injured his Achilles during that time. But I remember right after that season, though, our run defense has struggled. They still been trying to find our identity. But, I mean, it's been starting to work well. But I think there's one player, JP, we're not talking about who has helped the run defense a lot. Do you know who that is? Who? Tarshawn oh. Wharton. Yeah, Wharton's been a beast. What a find he was, bro. Mm-hmm. Man. I mean, what a find. Uh, Veach has just outdid himself with that one. Um, Undrafted free agent. Exactly. Out so, of Missouri S&T. Yeah. Rollo. Yeah, he was just an absolute beast. Um, I'm just, in fact, I think it was, uh, who was it that said he was the hardest working guy on the team? Oh, you know who it was? It was Clyde. He said that Wharton was the hardest working guy he's ever played with. Yeah. So, you know, that says a lot when you've got, (laughs) you know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and, you know, the guys that you have on that team that, they sleep thinking about plays and they wake up at 4 a.m. and go to the gym and then, you know, they do everything that they do. It's pretty, that that's saying a lot in my opinion. No, I agree uh, with you, man. This yeah. team is special. Yeah, they are special and they're going to be special for a long time. And the great part is, you know, we, nobody, no team is going to last forever, but it doesn't make a whole lot of difference when you have the guys in the waiting that we have that are just going to step up and do just as well. I mean, you know, everybody's been so concerned about, like I, I had a few DMs from, or actually Twitter post asking about Frank Clark. And they don't understand. The one thing I heard, and it really annoys me every time somebody says is Frank Clark needs to step up. Okay, first of all, Frank, people, you know, they always look at the outside picture. They, they look at, you know, it's no different than quarterbacks, okay, or, or, or wide receivers. Well, how many touchdowns does he have? How many yards does he cut? You know, how many yards? That, that doesn't always matter. They don't look at what goes on. It doesn't always matter because you yeah. got to look at what goes on in the interior of the game and what he contributes to stop certain things from happening. And what is? I don't know how many sacks he has right now. I want to say it's three or four. It's like but, it's three. Yeah, so he's doing his job. And people don't want to run to his side. Quarterbacks want to stay clear of him as much as they can. And if you watch the games, it's pretty comical because if you watch the games, a lot of times a quarterback, when they roll out, they roll to the opposite direction of Frank Clark. Yeah. And there's a reason why they do that because they don't want to get hit by that man and they know he's there. So with everybody out there that thinks Clark isn't doing his job, you need to really pay attention to the game or understand the game a little bit more 
because well, I have a good example one, of probably what they're going off of. Uh, the Chiefs play the Jets. Frank Clark was going against six seven Mikhail Becton, rookie out of Louisville, three hundred forty five pound lineman. Yeah, guys. Frank Clark is good, but he's not gonna really get around that guy, and he struggled, no. which is understandable. Yeah, which I mean, I don't know too many guys completely. that would. I mean, I mean that's how many guys a, could? That guy was a first round grade. And yeah. his career is not doing the best with the Jets. So I'm hoping he could probably go somewhere that works for him. But he's a good offensive lineman as a rookie. And I see yeah. him being in this league for many years. Yeah. So I think what's end up gonna happen is like, yeah, Frank Clark's gonna have a bad day. I mean, Chris Jones gonna have a bad day. Yeah. But it all depends on scheme. But exactly. you saw that Craig Hart wasn't producing. Tershawn Wharton was producing. Chris Jones was getting pressures. I mean, it just kind of worked out. It just, it works out. Not every player is going to have a dominant game. This isn't going to be where it's Chris Jones and then D Ford, two players getting all the sacks. It's going to be spread out between all the games with all the different players. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, we are in such, now that we've got pretty much everybody back other than really Swartz, um, and then Sammy comes back and he comes back healthy. And usually what happens with him, and I've noticed over the last maybe year or so, he'll have, he always does have a hamstring issue. It seems like, but if Is he that has something it, that could be, for, can be prevented though. Well, I mean, I think, you know, at some point when you, if you have it bad enough, like if you have a tear, it's always going to be a lingering issue down the line. Um, I think, you know, once this time it wasn't a tear, of course, but, it's it's one of those things that if you if you have it, it's always going to be there. It's one of those things that you're never going to be able to completely get over. Mm-hmm. So if it's a bad enough tear or an injury, but it's no different than like you know if you tear your Achilles twice, you're, you know sometimes it used to be if you tore it once you were done. But some of these guys now the surgery's gotten so much better with that that guys are coming back a hundred percent and they're doing great. You know. I look at Saquon Barkley that just, he waited 40 days just to get his surgery. And he waited 40 days because he, one, he went to the best doctor there is. And the guy was just that much, that booked up. And also they had to wait for the swelling to go down and things of that nature. But it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. So, you know, will he come back 100%? Probably because more than not, yes, just because. He's going to the best doctors. Technology has gotten so much better than it used to be. You know, it used to be when a guy had an Achilles tear or an ACL, it was like they didn't come back the same ever. Uh, I remember those guys that, you know, they would get those tears and it was like, yeah, well, we don't know what's going to happen to them next year. Are they going to be the same person? And most of the time they weren't. But it's, you know, the, the technology within medicine has gotten so much better, especially over the last 10 years, that now... You know, it is what it is. It happens. You're out six, eight, ten weeks. You're back. You know, you go through your rehab. You're back, and you're and you're better than ever. So, I don't know, man. It's it's just one of those things that, with Sammy, he's always had some injuries. It is what it is. He's always clutch when we need him. He's still one of the fastest guys on the on 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 the field. Oh, easy and four two four four two or four four guy. He's a he ran four three. Ran a four okay. Three. Yeah, that's all. Yes. Yeah. So. And he still runs a 4-3. But he's at that age to where I think if we, and I do believe we will, get to a Super Bowl this year and we win it, which I think we will. I know I say that every week, but I believe it. 
Um, I have a strange feeling he might retire. Well, you know and he's it, only 27. Yeah. That's he, crazy. It is. But, he's you know, you go... He's in his prime. He's in his prime, but he's in his prime with a lot of injuries. And, you know, just... It's no different than Gronk. I mean, Gronk's 29 years old, or tw- he was 28 when he retired. And it's because he's had 22 concussions. I mean, he you know, he didn't play a full game from 2016 or full season, I should say, from 2016 on. He didn't play a full season. And then when he retired, uh, actually, it might have been 2015, but um, then when he retired, he when he came back, he didn't look like the same person. He still doesn't look like the same person. Mm-hmm. He's had a few spurts. He's had a few, few good plays in the last three games, two, three games, but he's still not the Gronk that he was. Oh, no. You know, before and even after his injuries, and like even in 2018, he was playing extremely well. I mean, he played very well in 2018 during the games that he played in. He's not the same person anymore. He's mentally and physically beat up. Now, he says he feels great. He says this. He says that. He says if, you know, in fact, he was asked if, you know, would he have come back if it would have been for say another Super Bowl winning team or a Super Bowl winning quarterback or somebody. No, I would have never played with anybody but Brady. Okay, well, that's your choice. And, and that's, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants if to that's do. what you want to do, that's great. I mean, do I think it was smart for him to come back? No. But well, he's how many playing... concussions did he say he had? 20-something? 22. 22. Gee, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, That's no. not good for the brain one bit. N- not at all. So it, it, it's one of those things that I think, in my opinion, it was a mistake for him to come back. And he plays right now the way he plays. He's not doesn't have the same intensity that he had before. He doesn't take the hits that he used to have. He does block extremely well. I'll give Gronk that. He's one of the best blocking tight ends I think I've ever seen. But he's not playing the same style of football that he did before. And he's a year younger than Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey's playing lights-out football. And has really for the last five, six years, he's been just on top of this game and he's going to have another, he's going to be the only tight end in the history of this game to have five straight thousand yard seasons. And he's going to get that. He's well on his way. So we got to look at it from all aspects, man. I mean, Kelsey's been injured one time in his career, you know, really one time that it, put him out for a while he's in the in my opinion he's in the prime of his career at 30 years old so we just have to you know look at it from every standpoint i don't know what the i haven't watched a lot of pittsburgh ball this year i don't know if their defense is as good as they say it is or is it the fact that they're playing teams that aren't that great well i can answer offensively. that their defense is pretty good now they did falter against the tight the Titans when they let them come back and almost that game to overtime. It is a combination though some of the teams they have played. They haven't buried teams like the Broncos. Um, the Browns they obviously buried. If you're looking at other teams, I mean they did all right. They do have a good defense. Now compare that defense to Chiefs offense. I think the Chiefs could still pass around them. I mean you can't defend all those weapons. I mean, yeah, you got Mika Fitzpatrick and Bud Dupree and uh, T.J. Watt, 
but our offense is just so dynamic that you can't cover every single weapon. And I know the Steelers think they can do it, but that game, if the Chiefs end up playing them somehow in the playoffs, that's going to be a chess match game because a lot of factors can happen. Now, looking at their offense, I mean, yes, they got James Conner, and they got Juju Schuster, and they got the Claypool, Claypool, I forgot his name, kid. He's pretty good. Um, they can move the ball, but against our defense, man, it's going to be interesting there too. So if the Chiefs play them, it's going to be, it's not going to be a coin flip, but that game is going to be very, very particular and on the edge because anything can happen from what I've seen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, this is one of those leagues that, you know, look at what the Giants almost did last, just here a few days ago. I mean, they were... They were right there with the Bucks, and I was thinking, okay, is this really going to happen? Because I, I mean, at one point, I think the Giants were up fourteen to three. Yeah, they were. They should have won that game. They should have won that game. Daniel Jones's reads are way too slow. That play, okay, that play on the two point conversion. I know we're jumping away from that, but that play on the two point conversion was Deion Lewis was able to get out to flat. That is a similar play where. Damian Williams had in his first year with the Chiefs against the Ravens when Mahomes completed the fourth and nine pass. You know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about? I know exactly. Mahomes hit him out of the backfield perfectly. Daniel Jones had the exact same play, and his read was so late. That should have been too, but his read, it just yeah. annoyed me. And that should have been passing or fair. It That whole play was just annoying. <laughs> it was. I mean, it really was. Um, you know, we that last game against the Jets, we went for it on what was it fourth and two or something like that. Yeah, and we got stopped. Okay, I, I know this is kind of a little off subject, but we got stopped on that play, and I got 500 DMs. Why did we go for it? Why did we go for it? Why did we go for it? Well, we are one of the best teams in the NFL on fourth down conversion. We are very good at it. I mean, we just are. We're great at third down conversions. So, I mean, we could be third and five, third and 25, and somehow we end up getting it. And that's what Mahomes, you're never out of it. You're never Alex out of Smith, it. Alex Smith, you guy. knew it was done. You took exactly. the bathroom. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and it, I love Alex, and don't get me wrong, but if it was third and five, you had it's really like honestly, a 40% chance. Maybe Alex. 40% chance of getting it. Yeah. So if you're third and five with Mahomes, you got a 95% chance. Of getting it, if not better. So, um, with that being said, right now we're sitting at what was seven and one. We got the Panthers coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we don't. I don't want to lay down on any football team because they are an NFL team. Like we, yeah, you we, we, you and I have talked about this every week, weekend and week out. We say the same thing. I don't think we will. I don't think we'll ever lay down again on any football team after that Raiders loss because that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We laid down on a team that we should have really beat the bricks off of, and we're going to beat the bricks off of them in Allegiant Stadium. So I hope they know. Oh, that's best coming. believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I hope they know ready. that's coming. Oh, he is definitely ready, and he hates the Raiders. So it's it's coming, and when it does, it's going to be it's going to be a a dog fight for the Raiders to even score against us. I, I really truly believe that. Um, Derek Carr last week 
I mean, of course, they played the Browns. They barely um, won. 16-6. And they barely won that game. Yeah. He won I mean, a cold it was like weather a, game for once. Yeah, he finally won a cold weather game. And it, to me, uh, you know, he, I have never been a big Derek Carr fan. I don't think he's worthy of being. There's a lot of other quarterbacks that are backups in this league right now that I think that are better than him. Name one. They just are. Uh, Chad Henning. Hmm. He's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Just hasn't had the opportunity? He just hasn't had the opportunity. Okay. I think he's a better quarterback. He's got more football IQ. He is very, very poised in the pocket. He's um, He doesn't take stupid chances. He doesn't make mistakes. And when it comes to that, he just doesn't. Derek Carr, when he's under pressure, he makes giant, huge high school mistakes and when you do and, and that's the and that's one of the stats that Mahomes when you look at Mahomes under pressure he's the best quarterback in the NFL under pressure dude have you seen what he does yeah he's so I poised mean, I mean he does a, a miraculous play every single week and just like wow how did he do yeah. that because you know looking at past quarterbacks that would not happen we know that wouldn't happen no, no. I mean, I mean, he every play, it doesn't matter. You have a chance. Yeah, and that's the difference. I mean, if you look at us from first down to fourth down, no matter what, where we're at on the field or how many yards we have to go, we always have a better chance than anybody else in the NFL because of that man right there. It's just, it's amazing how he can roll out of the pocket and and he waits until the very last second, millisecond, to throw a football. And he can throw across the field, off his back foot, falling down, and talking on a cell phone, and somehow make a perfect pass. And there's and he he's and the wide receivers have gotten to the point now to where they're so smart that they understand that if he's rolling out, they you better keep running. Away. You better keep running because he's going to get you the ball. It just is what it is. And they're understanding that. And they finally got to the point now that's where, you know, I was watching a game Sunday. And one of the things that I noticed was that the wide receiver, and I, I don't remember what game it was. It might have even been the Bucks game. But the wide receiver, he never turned around. Well, he turned around way too quickly, first of all. What he was doing was he didn't run his out pattern correctly. Mm-hmm. So it was basically a post and he got about maybe eight yards down the field and you saw his head turn and then he kept running and then his head turned again and then he kept running. And the problem with that is, is that every time you turn your head, just the slightest bit, you lose momentum in your, in your run. So when you do get to your, your spot where you should be or where that ball's going to be, you're going to get overthrown. So it might have been the Bucks game, as a matter of fact. Um, what week? Was it this weekend? It was this just past weekend. Okay, so the Monday night game. All right. The Monday oh. night game. And when I look at that, when I watched that play, I watched it. I actually rewound it and watched it again just so I could see exactly why mm-hmm. that didn't work out well, you know, for that for that play. And it was because he turned his head, I think, three times. And honestly... He did that within the first five to seven yards from snap. Mm-hmm. And in reality, he should have waited for about 20 to 25 yards 
before he even considered looking back at the ball because it was really about a 35-yard out pattern. So mm-hmm. if he'd have looked back at about 25 yards, he would have still been able to catch up to the ball. But if you start looking way too early, like he did, you're going to be way behind the pass. Well, and one that's thing exactly where he was. Yeah, and one thing I've said on the show, the difference between Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, I forgot who, who, who found, realized this, but we had Alex Smith, the players want to run their routes completely. But Patrick Mahomes, they run their yards, their routes completely to the max and more. Yeah. Because the opportunity to. to get the ball is actually greater whenever he doesn't throw the ball in the first couple seconds. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. it just and shows whole, you, man. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And not only that, if you if you have a route and you if you complete your route, you are going to make the play. If your route is completed, you have a way higher percentage of making that play than if you don't complete it and you have to come back to the ball or you're turning around and you're looking or you got, and there a lot of times, and I believe me, I love Alex, but I watched it with Tyreek so many times because Tyreek is so extremely fast that he would have to come back to catch the ball. And he does that, he would, Mahomes does that though too. But he Mahomes does. Is- He's underthrown a lot of balls. He has, and 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 a lot of that is, I think maybe some of that's miscommunication. Some of it maybe because he's, you know, sometimes under pressure. Maybe I don't know what it is, but Tyreek is just damn fast. And I think once he gets in the open field, and he's booking it at 24 miles an hour, he doesn't realize that there may be because he's not one to turn around and look and see what's going on. He just runs his pattern. And runs his route correctly. And then if he turns around and the ball's not there, he may have to come back for it because whether Mahomes is falling or whatever the case may be. But with Alex, Alex didn't have the speed to be able to, well, he didn't have the mobility to get out of the pocket that easily. And he didn't wasn't able to, you know, come out of the pocket the way Mahomes does. But a lot of times Alex would underthrow a ball because of fear. Um, arm strength. There's a lot of different things that, you know, intimidation. There's a lot of things that stopped Alex from doing what Mahomes does. Mahomes for the he does throw under throw some passes, but I don't know if that's so much him not trying to overthrow the ball because his arm is so strong. That could be part of it. I feel because like that's the main reason. I do too because if and- you remember his first year, he did overthrow a few passes. A lot of passes, actually. Mm-hmm. And that was because his arm is so damn strong. If you're going to go throw a 58-yard bomb or a 60-yard bomb downfield and your wide receiver gets tripped up a little bit, he's not going to be there. You know, he's just not going to happen. So I think that might be part of it. But his accuracy has gotten so much better. And his football IQ is just off the charts, dude. I mean, it, it's just hard to even fathom being that smart when it comes to the game of football. I don't ever know anybody that's ever been that smart in this game. I, I don't know anybody that's smart uh, that's ever played the game. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Maybe Dan Marino, but Dan Marino hasn't won a, never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, he went to one and lost one, and that was it. So um, he had one opportunity, and... And it wasn't because he lost a team, because he did have that same team the next year. So You're just gonna do him back. I mean, just shows you what happens. The NFL is very random. It is. You know, the best so, team never always wins. Exactly. So and you know, just because you know the Steelers right now, 
I understand they're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team left. But that doesn't mean they're going to go 16 and 0. That doesn't mean that they're not going to falter in some way. That doesn't what mean if they're they do? What? Hey, if they do, that's great. But they I got don't the number see one seed in the playoffs, man. That's they got the number one seed in the playoffs. Do I think they can beat us? No, I do not. No, I, I don't think they can. No, um, they have. When we beat the bricks off of the Ravens, beat the bricks off of them, and we held Lamar Jackson to ninety-seven yards. His rushing, I don't think he didn't. What do he have? Like forty yards rushing or something in that game? I. I don't remember the particular numbers, but that sounds about right. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more. Well, I don't think it was. It wasn't his normal. You know what he what he did to the Pittsburgh. He ran all over Pittsburgh. I mean, he ran all over them. Well, yeah, he and, ran against Pittsburgh, but he also fumbled. He actually turned the turnover problem was really bad. I think he had yeah. two interceptions and two fumbles. Not mistaken, okay, so in a pick six. Think about it like that. Okay, so it took him to fumble twice and a pick six and they won by four okay that's what i'm saying that offense is not the best for the steelers they're subpar they're upper par if anything and i don't think their defense in my opinion is better than ours because we held him to a low percentage on his running and an extremely low passer rating i mean his passer rating was horrible in that game his yards were horrible in that game. So, I don't know that you can say Pittsburgh is, yeah, given their schedule, given the fact that they do have a decent defense, they don't have as many 40-yard touchdowns as we do. I know Roethlisberger hasn't had four 400-yard games or as many 300-yard no, games as the home year, I feel like. I They're think gonna so go too. all out, and I think this they could go fifteen to one, sixteen to zero. Man, if they go sixteen to zero, I'd be extremely surprised. If they, Dude, I, I can see them going. Very scheduled. Their favorable. Their schedule is very favorable. Yeah, I mean it is, um, but there's always that team, dude. Just like with us, there's always a team that will, if they start to fall off just a little bit or get a little too cocky. And like, kind of like us, and we let it go with the Ra- Raiders. That can easily happen to them. I mean, there's always a team out there that gives you trouble. And I don't know who their team is. I really don't. I don't know who their team is now that gives them trouble. Well, look at um, the AFC. Who's a team you think that could possibly give the R- Pittsburgh Steelers trouble, or even maybe the Chiefs? Well, that the wild Chiefs, card last year was the Titans. Yeah, the Titans. You know, I don't know if the the Titans, man, I don't they know. They got beat if by the Bengals bad, man. Yeah, they're just not the same team. And um Dave Kai was a miss. I'm yeah. not giving them money. No. I don't know, man. I, I mean the Chiefs they always the Chiefs always struggle within their own division more than they do anything else. So when it comes to AFC teams out of our division, I don't know anybody out there that can give us like a real hard time. I just don't. I mean, there's so many AFC teams out there right now that are struggling that were powerhouse teams for many years. I don't know of a team in the AFC right now that can actually, mm-hmm. other than who's in our own division. True. We have more problems in our own division than we do any other division in football. I think the Chargers, the second go-around, is going to be a little more difficult. And I now, look at what they are. They're probably not going to make it far. You saw what happened Drew Lock did to them? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean he was he was proud of himself. I mean, and, and he you did know, it, and he did it. I mean, Denver, I think. If I still believe this, if Denver wouldn't have lost him when they did, and they didn't lose Von Miller, I still believe they would be second in our division. I feel like next year Denver is gonna come. It's gonna be the Denver, sorry, the Broncos and the Chargers gonna be teams buying for second place for the next yeah. couple years. Just the so potential they have. I don't yeah. know what the Raiders are gonna do. Honestly, it looks iffy for them. I got a feeling the Raiders. I, I'll be honest with you. I have a weird feeling that they're going to be looking for a quarterback. I don't think. I think they brought in Mariota just to more of a scare tactic for Carr because Mariota does have starting, you know, experience and he has he did have some success. Of course, it went downhill fairly quickly, but he did have some success, and I think that was more of a scare tactic. I know they don't think he's their quarterback of the future in any way and I don't think they think Carr is either I don't think Carr is I've never had a high opinion of Carr he had one really good season at 12 and 4 he and broke then, his leg at the end of the season so that was that? kind of a he broke his leg during that season it was kind of like one of those chapters where you don't really know what was going to happen exactly so then after that he just kind of fell off the face of the earth so this year he's playing I think better than he has the previous two years. Um, But I still don't think he's this elite quarterback in the league. Um, Then you look at like on the NFC side. Hey, and you know what, man? Take a step back and think about like this. And this is going to be a weird scenario. And it may be, um, you know, maybe not the most popular scenario. But I don't think Dak Prescott's going to be back in Dallas next year. Yeah, I think he you're could right. very easily become the quarterback in the, of the Raiders. They yeah, have the man. money. Yeah, they have the money, and they have the. Um, and he wants to go someplace where he's really wanted, um, and he's not wanted there. I mean, he's just not. So I don't know. Um, well, I, I think honestly that might be a viable option depending on how the Raiders season goes. Yeah. It's very possible. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, man. I agree. You know, but looking just, at next. Okay, go ahead. No, I just say it's just one of those things. You just, you never know what's going to happen from week to week, from year to year um, when it comes to some of this stuff, especially when it comes to like Jerry Jones. I mean, he's, he's loyal to some people and some people he's not loyal to at all. I think so, the way they cut to Terry Poe was pretty, um, he said he that was, was shit. I was like, that's kind of low blow. And I don't even know why Jerry's talking because he can't even play football himself. No, no. He so can't. it's just kind of like, like yeah, I know he had the national championship in Arkansas, but the way he came across, like he's a football guru. I'm like, dude, your teams are consistently finishing eight and eight. It took yeah. Jimmy Johnson's players for you guys to win. Yeah. So, but yeah. And that whole debacle with with Jimmy Johnson and and, um, what's uh, was that dude that took his place? The one they went to school together in, uh, uh, I think it was Oklahoma. Jimmy Johnson and uh, the guy that took his place, and he's he went back to college afterwards. But it was a whole debacle about Mm -hmm. Jimmy Johnson and somebody's girlfriend or that guy and Jimmy Johnson's wife or girlfriend. I don't know. It was like a big mess back then and you know he ended up taking Johnson's place in Dallas it, it, it was just like a it was a disaster but yeah man. Uh, 
it's like a soap opera back in the <laughs> 90s when it comes to those guys. But yeah, um, I don't know. But looking at yeah. next week's game, what do you think? So I think the Chiefs, it's going to be very interesting. I believe that they can go ahead and beat the Panthers. Um, The running game, the running defense can be difficult. You're going against Christian McCaffrey. And I know Tyron Matthews firing that defense up because if they can stop McCaffrey, it's over. Yeah. I feel like if they can do that, then they have a good chance of winning. Defensive-wise, the Panthers aren't really good. I think no. they give up 40 to the Raiders. And the Raiders' offense is all right. But I think the Chiefs, what they're going to do is have a kind of a definition we had last week. They're going to put yeah. some points. The defense is going to be able to hold. And it's going to be one of those games where it's like, okay, we're going to pull the starters again. I mean, you saw back-to-back weeks, Andy Reid pulled the starters. The second yeah. starters got to come in. Yeah. I see the same thing. I agree. I think that it's going to be one of those games that we are going to come out firing on all cylinders. We're going to get up, you know, probably 21, 24 points at halftime. And we're probably going to, if I predict the game, I'm going to say, I'm going to probably say 45, 13. Ooh, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. I think the score is going to be, I'm going to go with 33 to six, thir- no, 33 to 14. 33-14? No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I know that the Panthers are going to score. It's just, can the Chiefs defense hold them? Because this is a good test of a team that has a good running game. If you can stop the running game, you have a very good shot of winning. Because Terry Bridgewater is good. But I think he's... Was he injured in that game last week? Yeah, I think he was hurt. So, um, I don't know specifically. Let me see if I can find it. Real quick, just give me a couple seconds. But yeah, he actually has a neck injury, but he has full he's a full participant in practice. So it's gonna be interesting. You're gonna have it playing against a quarterback who's already hurt. So I don't know, man. I mean, I've seen many times where the Chiefs defense have been able to knock quarterbacks out and get them out of there. I've seen well, them do it yeah, to you're right. mm-hmm. I've seen them do it to Lamar. I've seen do it to Nick Foles. I've seen them take hits on every quarterback and when they get the chance. Yeah. I mean, look what they did to Garoppolo the first year he was a starter. Dude, Steven Nelson mean, trucked that man. Woo. Yeah. So, I guess the whole thing is, the I think what I see coming, and I see almost, because McCaffrey's so good, I see the Chiefs concentrating on stopping the run, kind of how they did Derrick Henry, because they know that they don't have a great passing attack in Carolina. And we have now, we have all of our secondary out there that's going to stop any pass that's thrown, for the most part. Well, Ward needs to step up some, but I think he's going to come out of a slump. Well, This would be a good game for him. You know what? He had, I watched that game again, and I saw three plays, only three plays, that he seemed to struggle on. And the, I mean, he didn't really get burned a lot. He he stopped he a lot. Um, I don't know if it's so much a slump as it is him being a little more protective of his hand. And I think, I think he's playing good ball. I really do. I think that it's just you know, it, the problem is with a lot of people, and I'm not saying this negatively. I'm just saying this in general. 
most people think that if, and I've seen this, and I'll go backwards too, but I'll start with Ward. If he has a couple of bad plays during a game, then he needs to step it up. Um, if Frank Clark has doesn't have at least two sacks in a game, he needs to step it up. If, you know, it's always that kind of mentality to a degree. But then I go back and I remember Marcus Peters. Okay. Marcus Peters got burned more than he stopped, but he did intercept the ball a lot. Okay. So he was considered one of the best because he was a ball hawk. The problem with this is, is that you can be a ball hawk all day long, but if you're getting burned and you're playing that Ole bullshit where you're just letting everybody just run by you and you're not tackling anyone and you're not really stopping anybody, then you're not doing your job to its fullest. Yeah, Ward may not have the interceptions this year, but he's not allowing plays to happen other than maybe a couple, and he's doing it with a broken hand. So Yeah, and I think that's a lot of people are forgetting about that. Yeah. I mean, the guy is playing with a broken hand. It's not like he's, you know, 100%. So, and he almost intercepted a ball when he came in for uh, Sneed when he got hurt with that broken hand. Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those things that just because he's not intercepting balls doesn't mean he's not doing his job. And I still, to this day, I will say it until he's not playing anymore. He gets in, God forbid he gets injured or whatever the case may be. I still think he's one of the top CBs in the league because not a lot of people like to throw his way. If you remember when Sneed was in, uh, they were, they targeted him those first couple of games. He was balling. And he was balling like nobody's business. He was, he didn't have many, well, I don't think he had any penalties for, if I can remember right. And he stopped pretty much everything that came his way. And he intercepted two balls in his first three games in the league. He almost got a win in the third game. We heard that hurt. That's right. So it's hard to look at, I mean, you got to look at all aspects, I guess, of that position in my opinion, a cornerback in this league, that is probably the hardest position, especially in this era of football. That's the hardest position to be in because people are passing constantly. <clears throat> you're either going to get a penalty called on you and if, or you're going to get burned or you you've got play defense. Exactly. So it's very difficult to be in that position and play extremely well. The one thing that we have going for us is, is that we got Tyron Matthews intercepts balls left and right. We got Snead that you know can intercept a ball. You got Freeland that's intercepting in balls Mm -hmm. now. So we don't necessarily need Ward to intercept every ball that comes his way or have four or five or six of them a year. Just be a good defender. Just be a good defender. And exactly. If you're a good defender and you're keeping these long balls out of the air and out of somebody's hands, then you're doing your job. And that's all we can really ask for out of the guy. Because we got other people that can intercept balls all day long. When his cast is off his hand and his hand feels better, I'm sure he'll get a few. He's already had a couple in his career. He'll get more. I mean, hell, we got Dirty Dan intercepting balls and running them back for pick six. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, you know, I'm not really concerned with, 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 with Ward's play. I think he does extremely well. He just plays it to its fullest, in my opinion. You know, he plays the ball. He plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. And if he has an opportunity to intercept a ball, he's going to do it. If, 
he doesn't and he can stop a play, he's going to do it. It is what it is. There was one play, and then we can wrap this up, where it looked like he kind of gave up on the play during that game. I think it was the second. Was it last week or the week before? I can't remember. It might have been last week. No, it was the week before. Describe the play. Who, who was he playing? What team? Um, I thought it was the Jets at first, but I may be wrong. It may have been the week before. It looked like he kind of gave... No, it was the Jets. It looked like he kind of gave up on the play, and there was they caught the ball. It was a good catch. I'll give him that. It was on the right hash mark. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a good... The guy made a phenomenal catch, but it looked like he kind of gave up on it. I think he thought the ball was overthrown. Mm-hmm. And it was going to go, you know, out of bounds. And he kind of gave up on it. And that was the only kind of mistake. Got to play the whistle, though, man. Every yeah. Time. Yeah. And I think that might have been the one of the mistakes that he made that everybody, because I got six DMs after that play. Ward, what's going on with Ward? Why He needs to step it up. He needs to step it up. It's one play. It's going to happen. Nobody ever complained when Marcus Peters got burned 16 times a game because he intercepted a ball here and there. Oh, Marcus you know, so, Peters was an elite defender. No, no. I mean, yeah, he was. He was a turnover machine. That's all he was, though. That's good, that's though. I thing. mean, he was one of the bright spots, though, in that terrible defense we had in 2017. Yeah, but, but you got to look at it like this, though, man. If you're the way I look at it is, and maybe I'm wrong, but he was not, he was a great ball hawk, but he wasn't a great defender. He wasn't the type of guy that if, if he couldn't intercept the ball, it was a touchdown. It just was. He got burned a lot, dude. He got burned a ton. And he would not tackle anybody. He refused to tackle anyone. You're right about that. But what he would do is strip the ball out. And that's and what the Chiefs are starting that. to do now. Hey, did you notice in that Jets game when we caused that fumble? Who was it that punched that ball out? The Jets game. Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. No, that was a helmet hit. Somebody came in. There was two fumbles. No, there was only one. And maybe it was a, a game before. The somebody game before, uh, somebody punched, punched the ball out. Yeah, it was Wharton Wharton. did the game before. He did that damn Muhammad Ali punch that everybody's doing in the league right now, and I'm glad he did it because I hadn't seen any of our defenders do that. That They'll try to strip the ball and grab it and rip it out of their hands, but he actually targeted the ball and punched it out of that dude's hand. And that's what I want to see us do more of. I want to see everybody do more of that. If they got an opportunity to cause a fumble or, or, or produce a fumble, produce it like that because that works for everybody else in the league that's been doing it. I mean, it just works. If you can target the ball and punch it out, do it. I mean, and, and Wharton did it. So with that being said, I think it's going to be – a hell of a game. I think we're going to really put up some points. We're not going to take anybody for granted anymore. I mean, we're just not. No, you can't. No. And, you know, like we've said, week in and week out, every week, it's, you know, it's any given Sunday. And it could be the worst team in the league or it could be the best team in the league. But somebody, if you if you start to relax and you start to give up or whatever you want to call it, you cannot doubt anyone because if you do, a Raiders game is going to happen. And that's the last thing we want. Well, we'll have repeats of 2017 before my home, 26, 2015, when they're losing games, they shouldn't lose. 
Exactly. And you just don't want that. I mean, yeah. you want to be able to, you want to keep the pedal to the floor from, you know, the first quarter to the, to the end of that game, you know, to the last second of that game, you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to keep them out of the end zone and do everything you can to score. And I loved it when, when Chad went in and ran that touchdown in at the end of that game, I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was awesome to me, not last week, but the week before. And that just proves that to me, it shows that everybody has tenacity on that team. Everybody has the will and the determination to score and to continue to score. And the one thing before we wrap this up that I love what Andy's saying, and he's been saying it for the last three weeks. Well, he's been saying it since that Raiders lost, no matter how much we've been up at the, at the half, when Aaron Andrews or whoever it is, talks to Andy Reed at halftime, they ask him, what do you got to do in the second half? We got to score more points. We're yeah. up 24 to nothing. We got to score more points. Yeah. We got it. You know, this ain't enough points. When we were played the Ravens, we got a 24 points. Ain't enough. He, you know, it happened to be enough, but it doesn't matter. He knows in his mind that we've got to score and score big in every game. And we got to have our defense. That's going to stop others from scoring. I agree. We've held every team this year except for one, the Raiders, the only one, one and only loss that we've had to under 20 points. I don't know the last time our defense has held six teams out of seven to under 20 points, no matter how good or bad they were. I don't an remember NFL that team. They're an NFL team. Yeah. Now you can argue the tiers of positioning, but they're an NFL team. Yeah. So I, I'm just I'm happy that that's you know that's part of it and um, just is what it is you know I mean so anyway um, with that being said we just wanted to do the show because we had a uh, we had some nice stuff that happened today and we wanted to get it out there some exciting news that came along you know with the players coming back at practice and it was nice to see that you know we've got everybody that seems like to be other than Mitchell or other than Swartz. We've got everybody that's back, you know, for the most part. Um, I don't know if Sammy's still on questionable right now. I don't know how that looks. I, I have a feeling he won't play this game. He may not. I mean, he may not. I don't know. But if he's practicing and he's a full participant by Friday, then we'll know. You know, it is what it is. But it'd be nice to have him out there. I'd like to see Sammy on the field. He is a game changer. He's a game changer. He's just another weapon that somebody has to worry about. And when you have so many weapons that people have to worry about, it's it's great to see. And McCall Harmon's been playing lights out as well. So um, with that being said, guys, I think that should be it. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed the election uh, fun. We don't talk about politics ever, but this has been kind of comical in all ways. And... You know, to a degree, it's been comical. To another degree, it's been kind of sickening. But either way, um, I hope you guys are all happy. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there. And uh, try not to get too upset about too many things because don't get upset about things you can't control is what it is. That's my last word. What do you got? All right, man. Yeah, just thank you guys again for uh, listening to our show. Um, 
everything stuff's in the works to bring someone special on so just be prepared guys it'll be coming pretty soon just be ready it's coming yep um and that's it guys i hope you guys uh have a great weekend and um get ready for that game sunday we'll talk to you sunday night thank you cheese god bless peace out